little nerds and nerdettes. Junior ambassadors, boys and girls of all ages. We're nerds and uh, we're pretty proud of it. You're entering the Nerd United Nations podcast. Never apologize for being nerdy. All things geek are up for grabs. Because unnerdy people never apologize for being assholes. Now, here's your ambassadors, Melissa Nicholson and Jared Boots. Hello, Junior Ambassadors, nerds and nerdettes of all ages, and welcome to another episode of the Nerd Nations podcast. And do not adjust your players. You are correct. This is a special sports edition of the Nerd Nations podcast. What? <laughs> yeah, Melissa and I like to talk sports. <laughs> uh, I, of course, am your host from the Midwest United States, Jared Boots. And with me, as always, is my co-host of the Great White North of Canada, Melissa Nicholson. Melissa, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I said we could call this a special holiday episode because now, at the time of this recording, we are in the heart of the Stanley Cup playoffs. That we are. <laughs> and for those who think that Christmas is uh, the most stressful time of the year, I beg to differ. Melissa and I have both worked retail during the Christmas season. Mm. Without a doubt, being a hockey fan during the Stanley Cup playoffs is a lot more stressful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 10,000 times more stressful. <laughs> I always look at the few gray hairs I do have in my beard are from the Stanley Cup playoffs. <laughs> Especially the year that I put money on the abs to win and we lost in overtime. <laughs> In game seven. (laughs) 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 Well, we chose a special occasion. Uh, I I agree with that meme you see on Facebook. I think the first day or the first the first week of the Stanley Cup playoffs should be recognized as a holiday or however that meme goes. I haven't. I'm not familiar with that one, but I, I'll I'll co-sign on it being a holiday. <laughs> yeah. Well, if your team's in the Stanley Cup playoffs, then Game One should at least be a national holiday for you. So I think I'm owed some time off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's also what sucks about having a team that's in a different time zone as you is that games are so much later in your time zone. Well, it's later for you than for us, <laughs> and for those. For those that know us, Melissa and I are both fans of the Colorado Avalanche, and not in our time zone, so our games are so much later. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I usually, I mean, like for you, it's you know an hour earlier, and I'm an hour later, so it's like, you know, no, no, game no. starts I, at nine thirty, and mine's at ten thirty. <laughs> well, game starts at eight thirty there. It starts at nine thirty here, and ten thirty there, <laughs> where yep. you are. But I, I, I feel worse for my buddy Mikey, who's a Ducks fan, and he's his games are two hours oh. different. So, ugh. That's late. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we thought we'd use this special occasion to bring you another Nostalgia Wars. 
And for this one, I jokingly told Melissa off mic. I think I uh, out obscured our friends Michael Lyons and Scotty from the Pencils to Pixels podcast with this one. Today, we are talking about a childhood favorite cartoon of mine that deals with hockey. 1987's Tales of the Mouse Hockey League. Well, first of all, if you haven't heard of this cartoon, don't worry. Very few people have. For a while there, I thought I made it up. (laughs) (laughs) So this came out in March of 1987, estimated, because nobody knows when it really came out. Um, And it came from the studio of Marmalade Productions in Vancouver, if I'm not mistaken. And it was uh, directed by Malcolm Collette, uh, debuted on the CBC in Canada and on the Disney Channel in the in the States, which was where I saw it. Uh, to give it a brief rundown, a hopeful hockey team of mice challenge a team of larger rats for the coveted Cheddar Cup. The rats don't believe in fair play. The mice seem outmatched until their team leader, Benny, convinces the hockey legend, the Big M, to come out of retirement and help them win. So, Melissa, I grew up with this cartoon. Uh, but, first of all, I want to hear what your thoughts are on this, since this is, you are seeing it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I never heard of it at all until you had uh, brought it up and thought that we should do an episode on it. And so, yeah, I... Um, Surprisingly, I was able to easily find it on YouTube. So for anybody that wants to watch it, it's easily you can easily find it there. Um, I thought it was really cute. Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I I really enjoyed it, and I think I mean anybody can you know and watch it and enjoy it, um, even if they don't like you know they don't follow hockey or anything like that. But I think if you you know, you follow that, you follow hockey and know it. And, you know, like I do, I really got a lot out of it. And I, I think I enjoyed it sort of even more because just knowing that and uh, yeah, it was just super cute. And um, yeah, it was fun to, fun to watch. And um, I even watched it like, you know, I watched it a second time for podcast homework so I could do, you know, notes and things. And then, the first time was just I wanted to watch something that was that, like something feel good, something fun. And I thought, well, let's try and find this and I'll watch it. And so, yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. I thought it was uh, uh, really cute. And then um, it was, yeah, a lot of fun. I'm glad you really enjoyed it. Um, apparently what I learned today doing research is this was based off a book. Yeah. Uh, Mice at Center Ice mm-hmm. by Estelle. Cannot read that last name here. Salada. So I probably just butchered the heck out of that name. Most of you ever heard of that book? I think it's a mostly Canadian known. I I'm not familiar with it. It's it's not one that I'm I'm familiar with and and as a kid like I was massive bookworm so it's surprising that I don't know it but yeah it's it's one that um 
I've never heard. Well, if you'd if you'd like to read it, it could be all yours for the low low price of forty seven dollars and sixty three cents American. <laughs> Just like what I don't know, like sixty bucks Canadian. <laughs> That's used. <laughs> oh my god. Nope. <laughs> it's obviously a very rare book. <laughs> yeah, I thought maybe I could find an audio book on it so I could listen to it. No. <laughs> nothing. It's that obscure. Hmm. The, the only thing that's more obscure is the mo- is the show itself. That's not even available on VHS or DVD anywhere. Yeah. I wonder that seems to like I, f- I feel like that's kind of a thing with a lot of um like Canadian stuff, like Canadian content is just some of it just it doesn't go anywhere. Like it'll just kind of disappear, and you can't easily find it. And I, I don't know really kind of why that is, unless it's you know a bigger show that kind of you know like kids show that makes it and sticks. But yeah, it's just. It seems to be a thing with us that we just we have something and then it just kind of really goes under the radar. Well, one of my favorite shows that was Canadian growing up was Under the Umbrella Tree. I hear that's got its own channel on YouTube now because mm. you can't get every episode on DVD down here. Mm. Which now I now I know how Melissa feels. <laughs> About damn time. <laughs> no, <I'm> kidding. <laughs> so you said you found it quite cute. What were some uh, other of your initial thoughts for watching this for the first time? Um, I thought it, it, it was... Um, words <laughs> um yeah other thoughts like it just um you know i thought it was it's your your sort of usual um you know story of you know maybe not so much a, a redemption sort of thing maybe a little bit i guess but you know it's the you know the the good people kind of going through a challenge and then, you know, figuring out how to how to get through it. And then, oh, everybody's kind of happy at the end of it. Like, it ends up good. Um, but this one, yeah, it was just, um, I feel like it was kind of a little bit different. Because you've got, um, you know, your your initial story of, the, you know, the, the rats. Okay, we're going to steal this cup. And then it's them getting it back. And... You know, and then okay, we're gonna challenge you to a to you know a hockey game, and we'll get it back. You know, so it's kind of a little bit different where it's okay, we'll we'll do this to get this back, and it's not so much a you know like it didn't really have to jump through too many hoops to get to that that point, other than you know going to see the big M to get the you know because they need their all star defenseman. <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, it was it was good. Like it's just a really simple story, and and uh, you know it it it's also a feel good story too. Now, I was telling you off, Mike. I don't think I've seen this in twenty five to thirty years, easily, because mm-hmm. I was kind of shocked at how much I 
did remember and how much I didn't remember. <laughs> I think the stuff I did remember was way more obscure. Like I remember a lot of the repeated animation in here that gets that gets recycled later on in the episode or in the show. But I could have sworn that when I was a kid that Benny got kidnapped by the rats or that the special just lasted longer than 24 minutes. Mm. I couldn't remember why Benny wasn't at the game. And then, uh, so I saw it in my head and rewatching it today. I'm like, wow, this is actually a pretty quick moving story. It gets a lot done in the 23 minutes it's going. Cause you set up the mouse hockey league you set up the rats or the rink rats. You set up the cheddar cup. Then you set up the rats stealing it. Um, Benny and his team finding them. Like so many of these old plot points, Benny getting swept away, Benny getting back after he finds the big M and then the rink rats cheating. And then Benny and the big M getting to the game and winning it back. And all that. It's it moves like bing, bang, boom. It, it, it's a quick 23-minute, 24-minute commitment out of your – it's not a huge commitment at all out of your day, actually, to watch this because it moves pretty quick. It it really does. Like, I thought it was a lot shorter um, when I – like, because I, I didn't really pay attention to see, like, how, how long it was. And then I finally – I did, and I was like – I it felt like, you know, like a quick, like, 15 minutes or something. Like, it really didn't feel – um, like the runtime because it is so quick and they definitely, you know, don't waste time in, you know, setting up the story and the different plot points. Um, it, it really gets you from, you know, your, your first part to all the way to the end fairly quickly. So it was really surprising to me that it was 24 minutes long because it, it really doesn't feel like that. So how this make how did this make you feel watching it for the first time? Because when I rewatched it today, I just got the warm fuzzies all over that warm nostalgic hug watching this. I couldn't get the smile off my face when I was at work watching this on my lunch break today. Because I, I just I love this so much as a kid. I, back in uh, back in the late '80s, early '90s, you had to pay for the Disney Channel down here in the states, which I think I mentioned on the show before. Uh, my grandma would record shows off the Disney Channel. For me, and my brother, and my cousins to watch. Yeah. And this was one of them. I was on one of those tapes, and uh, I just remember watching it so much as a kid. So watching it today as a 37 year old adult, I just got that warm nostalgic hug watching it. And I also joke about. Uh, I also think now this is probably this, and the Mighty Ducks films are what got me into hockey as a kid. So mm-hmm. so watching this for the first time at you at the age you are how does it make you feel watching it for the first time uh 35 ish years later <laughs> it it definitely it had that nostalgia feel um you know obviously having not known about it until now until you know 29 years old and hadn't heard of it until now so obviously you know didn't watch it as a kid um but i kind of wish i did you know, I, I kind of wish that I, you know, was a kid and, and watching it because I think I would have really enjoyed it um, as a kid. But it really did have that nostalgic feel to it. And I, and I did kind of feel that nostalgic hug, as you describe it, because um, it just it's it's very much your, you know, had that, you know, 
lack of a better word, old school cartoon feel about it and that cartoon style. And so it, it really did feel like, you know, I was watching, you know, one of my cartoons that I would watch as a kid and, you know, either, you know, one of those after school things or, you know, a, a Saturday morning thing or something like just one of those things that you just watch and, you know, spend a little bit of time with and, and enjoy. And so, yeah, I really did feel that, um, th- especially the first time I saw it. Cause I think like, for me, I really needed something that was just like a feel good. I'd have fun with, and I felt like this would be the thing that I, I, you know, have fun with. And I definitely, it, it had that. And it just, I don't know, it just made me really happy and, um, you know, really, you know, made me feel like, you know, definitely a kid again watching cartoons. So, yeah, it, it definitely had that for me, even though, you know, I didn't, um, you know, watch it as a kid. I, it still very much had that nostalgic feel to it. Uh, did you have a favorite character? I really liked, um, uh, what was it, uh, Pepe Lapierre. I, I really enjoyed him. <laughs> I thought he was really cute. It's just. <laughs> could he be? Could he, could he be any more stereotypical French Canadian? I know, right? <laughs> he very much was. Spin <laughs> <laughs> <Just> me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think he was my favorite character growing up was Pepe Lapierre. Mm-hmm. You know, but like I said, I think one of the most obscure things I remember is that repeated animation or the recycled animation. So at the beginning of the special, you show him blocking all those pucks at once, yeah. and they bring it back later at the end of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Same with the recycled footage they use of uh, Figaro the Flyer at the beginning that they reuse later in the game. Yeah, and that shows up again later, yeah. Well, that, that's, and that's no, that's not throwing shade at Marmalade Productions or Malcolm Collette. It's just, that's what you did. Like, Hanna-Barbera made a fortune reusing the same backgrounds for years and years. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> so Disney made bank off of recycling animation too, so it's not a shade at it. It's just kind of, just kind of funny that it's, in a way, it's kind of obvious if you're paying attention. <laughs> like I'm sure, like you know, I, I'm sure as a kid, you're you're obviously not paying attention to those things, but now, yeah, you definitely notice it. Yeah, I saw that, like you know, a few minutes earlier. <laughs> But it it works though, like it it yeah it's yeah it you know it's a recycled thing, but it definitely works for that you know for it. So well, I did like speaking of Pepe, I I did like his uh his strategy for why he eats so much. Like if he gets bigger, it means it's less space for the puck to get by him in the net. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's like, oh, we get wider, there won't be as much space for the fuck. Bold <laughs> strategy. Yeah. 
plus, uh, fun fact from this uh, this cartoon, and this backs what I've always said about hockey uniforms. They call it a sweater <laughs> in this. So, ha, everybody calls it a hockey jersey. It's a sweater. There's a cartoon from 1987 with mice calling it a sweater. So it's a sweater, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I guess I've been calling it wrong, calling it wrong, wrong name all these years, I guess. <laughs> I've never once called it a sweater. It's always been a jersey. <laughs> I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've, I've called it a sweater for years, <laughs> not because of this. I heard it somewhere else, but yeah, I, I call it a sweater. <laughs> when I started, when I, this probably got me to laugh the hardest was when uh, it's Sarge and um, I can't think of the name of the rat that break into the Mouse Hockey Hall of Fame, yeah, and well, um, yeah. they see the Big M's sweater. Yeah. I'm like. Yeah, I just saw like, ha, they call it a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if you think of, of uh, you know, uh, Connor McGahee, he's always saying, you know, put on your listening sweaters. So there you go. <laughs> As Melissa Nicholson says, get out of my head. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was just about to bring up good old Connor, and now he says, put on your listening sweaters. That's funny. <laughs> I was just remind, I'm like, I was just reminded of that. Yeah, he always says that. <laughs> Did you get Connor McGahee vibes when you're listening to the commentator? Oh, very much so. Especially at the end of the at the end of the game when he's all excited and whatever. I'm like, that's Connor <laughs> right there. <laughs> <laughs> I even thought, you know, like there's the the you know the one of two shots where he's like all the pucks like Peppy's saving all the pucks forever. I'm like, okay, there's Kemper. <laughs> <laughs> Putting like real life people into these spots, um, yeah, but yeah, definitely, yeah. The, the commentator, I'm like, oh, there's Connor McGahey right there. <laughs> In animated. I want. <laughs> I, I want Connor McGahey to say once, "Where's my magic pencil? I lost my magic pencil." <laughs> he would do it too, because he's always about the references. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I love about Connor is all the like when he says there's all these sticks in the ice, he makes a reference to Caddyshack. I know three Liberards, Danny. Don't know where any of them are. Or every time we play Chicago, it's always Blues Brother references up up the wazoo. Oh yeah, <laughs> lots of space in this mall. Yeah. <laughs> I tweeted him one time. I can't remember what. I think he might have made a reference to Animal House. <laughs> I just tweeted him. I go, Chef's kiss. <laughs> and he just replies, Merci beaucoup. <laughs> <laughs> I think he made a reference to Animal House. And I just started dying laughing. 
Yeah, I think I remember that one. Yeah. Congratulations, you're at the top of the Delta graduation class or something, or the Delta pledge class. Yeah. Yeah. But I love how uh, they, I think they nailed the commentator really well. Because I remember back when the Avs, this was the year, um, Kale's rookie year, about three seasons ago, uh, against Calgary, as me and my dad and my brother went to go see, well, another Canadian, uh, Red Green, <laughs> perform live. And we're driving home, and I'm listening to the uh, Avs Flames playoff game in the backseat of my dad's car. My dad and brother are making fun of uh, Connor every time we scored. <laughs> they make fun of how hockey commentaries go ex- get so excited every time there's a goal. Mm-hmm. So I love how they captured that perfectly with the the mouse commentator here. I think it was just perfect how he's going a mile a minute while the game's just kind of going at a mediocre pace, I would say. Yeah, for sure. Like there's not much really going on, but yeah, they're they're all excited and you know going a mile a minute. And that's that's so accurate of a lot of you know like commentators and stuff where it's just. They they get excited about these things and and I guess like that's kind of what makes it fun to to you know to listen to and and you know when you're watching it too like you you know you're hearing the commentators whatever but um yeah it's just it's just what they do and it just it's fun and if the, if the commentator is not into it you're not into it oh for sure like Absolutely. I love going to live I love going to live hockey but it's not the same without hearing a commentator. Yeah, I've been to two Avs games and it's not it's 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 a blast. Don't get me wrong, but it's not the same without hearing Connor McGahee. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, you have to have him commentate the game. <laughs> uh, you gotta say, watching this, I think I was gonna do my second rewatch today. Uh, Roscoe from the Rink Rats. As big as he is, does he have a weak slap shot or what? He does. <laughs> <laughs> he he's yeah. <laughs> You'd think he he'd have a little bit more power behind that, but my goodness, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, you it's could you practice. could you could you, you could argue that he did it weakly like that to draw Pe- Pepe out of the goal. Hmm. Maybe. I did like the the other radic the other radic whose name I can't remember how he has the brick wall plugged into the yeah. to his net. <laughs> I love that. He just presses the button, it goes up <laughs> and then I, I really love at the end when it gets unplugged and he's just getting angry because it's not working and like pressing the button, it's like no, no, no. <laughs> talk about a, talk about a missed opportunity for the big M not to take a slap shot at that point and just wait until right <laughs> and the other the other thing that just really made me laugh was the referee I'm like is that not accurate to real life referees <laughs> like I think they hit the nail on the head with that one. 
Well, the, the satire is strong in uh, <laughs> 1987. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really love that. It's like, what? You know, why did he make that call? Why didn't he do this? <laughs> and, and I love at the the beginning, and he's he's reading the official baseball rules book. <laughs> he was reading it upside down. <laughs> I think I vaguely remember as a kid it being a blind or a bit, it being a mole essentially. Yeah. Ever uh, it being fine. I do remember the I remember the mouse having or the rat having the brick wall. <laughs> The block stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about that motivational song during the game, though, huh? Does that pep you up or what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it absolutely does. <laughs> like, hey, all right, I feel pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a stadium anthem like Eye of the Tiger or anything or no, but... a Blitzkrieg bop by the Ramones, but it's still pretty <laughs> like, hey. Da, 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 like a positive affirmation song. Yeah, absolutely. It, it makes you, you know, it definitely makes you feel good. Like it may not be, you know, like, you know, get you really like pumped up and whatever, but it, you know, it makes you feel good. <laughs> hey, buddy, you're having a good time and you're doing a good job. <laughs> as long as you're having fun with your friends. <laughs> Like a, it's like a typical Saturday morning cartoon intro, you know? Oh, very much so. <laughs> well, it's kind of like what I said earlier. Like, it's very much like, you know, talking about, like, this, the nostalgia and stuff that it it does very much have that, you know, Saturday morning cartoon feel to it. Where it's just, you know, it's fun and it's got the, the happy music and it just makes you feel good. And, you know, it's kind of like a... You know, great way to start the day kind of thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> it always reminds me of uh, when I watch Markiplier do plays of, of playthroughs of games. And I can't, I think it was when he was playing Five Nights at Freddy's. And I think it was during the first FNAF game where Freddy does a da dum 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 dum. And it's, uh, or no, it's when they're doing, they do little music interludes in between the days. Like after you complete a night, and there's a, I think it was a FNAF uh, sister location where Markiplier is just making up his own lyrics. (laughs) I'm so happy that we are friends, and he's like stops, and the music stops randomly in the middle of a sentence. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what that theme song reminded me of. That that uh montage song reminded me of is just like markiplier making up a song while he's doing a playthrough of a game <laughs> i'm just <laughs> random nonsense <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i need your thoughts on some of these characters melissa mm-hmm. so benny the bullet that has to be gretzky right yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because this came out when Gretzky was still playing in Canada when he was playing for Edmonton. Yeah. So who do you think the big M was supposed to be? I'm not sure. Um, 
I'd say he had to be Bobby Orr, who's considered one of the greatest defensive men of all time. Or he'd be Gordie Howe, Mr. Hockey, who's considered like the best all-around player. Yeah. Yeah, definitely one of those two. I think maybe... Maybe more Gordie Howe. I don't know. One of At least one of those two, anyway, they, they would, he would represent. Yeah. Well, Gordie Howe wasn't a defensive man, but he was still a better all-around player, but... Yeah. Mr. Hockey. Because if you made it if you made it now, the big M would be Gretzky because back in eighty seven Gretzky wasn't known as the great one. Mm. But uh I think if you made it in today's terms, like now, modern times, it would definitely be like uh Gretz Gretzky would be the big M and I I hate to admit this. But the bullet would be Connor McDavid. Yeah. God, I think I'm. I'm gonna, okay, everybody, hit pause. I'm gonna go take a shower. Yeah. I don't like Connor McDavid. <laughs> I don't either. Or Alex Ovechkin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's who it would be. But you know what? Caleb McCarby, figure out the flyer. Oh, thousand percent. <laughs> yeah, totally. And well, hey, come on, like the commentator would be would be Connor McGahey, and then. <laughs> well, I was gonna challenge you to think of uh, of uh, comparisons for non-ABS players, mm. but I'd like to say, as much as I hate to admit it, if they made this now, if they're comparing to modern players, more than likely Benny the Benny the Bullet would be Connor McDavid. Or it would either be him or it would be Sidney Crosby. Crosby, I like. Yeah. So it, I feel like it would be it'd be either the other guy. <laughs> I don't like to say there. <laughs> or or it would be it'd be Crosby. I feel like Crosby would be the choice for that one. I don't know. As much as it's all about McDavid, <laughs> um, I think it would be Crosby. Connor Rick overrated. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I I could get on Crosby too. It'd probably be Ovechkin too. Probably he'd probably be on the short list. People they compare this to also. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you're trying to find trivia on this, good fucking luck because there is none. (laughs) Mm. This is not on Wikipedia. It is on IMDb, but there is no trivia. (laughs) Yeah. I was. I I do. I have a random trivia fact for this. So, if you type in the Big M, and tell if you type in Tales from the Mouse Hockey League, the Big M, in the Google Images, guess who's one of the search results? Uh, I can't even begin to guess. <laughs> 
Nathan McKinnon. Really? Yep. <laughs> That's funny. I also I also believe some of the search results were Kale McCarr, of course. Mm-hmm. And Connor McDavid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Ugh. That, but that is funny that it that it comes up with uh, with McKinnon. <laughs> yeah, I tried to find a pic. I tried to find a picture of the Big M to put on Facebook, and I was gonna put the the uh, quote saying, "Don't say you're a hockey fan if you don't know who this legend is." That would have been funny. But yeah, it, it it's interesting that that you know, this obviously has, you know, existed and had its time, but then it just like I said earlier, it definitely went under the carpet. And it's I don't know, it's just interesting to me that it did and because it is you know, it, it's it's a lot of fun and you know, you'd think you know, it'd be more of a you know, nostalgia thing for people. I mean, maybe there are other people that know this, know about this, right? But, but yeah, it's, um, I, I think it's, it, you know, sort of mentioning back earlier, it's, um, you know, very much like it's, um, Canadian cursed or something. It's Canadian cursed. Like it's just, you know, this hidden gem thing, you know, just got kind of kicked under the carpet, but you know, I'm, I'm glad it's still, you know, it still is running. Obviously, that I I got to see this. So. Uh, I I disagree, Melissa. I I would say if uh, if pop culture was a sewer drain, this fell down the drain, down through the sewer, out to the river. All the way down the Mississippi River, all the way to the Gulf of Mexico. That's how far out of pop culture I think this has gone. <laughs> that's how obscure this is, man. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> it, it's gone down. It's gone a lot deeper than under the under the carpet. <laughs> yeah. Because you can find you can you can find obscure stuff on Wikipedia. <laughs> this is true. I have a question for you. If you were to make a goal song for the Jets, what would it be? Uh, I I don't know. <laughs> Put on the spot. Um, well, you got to think the obvious thing is right there. Could be Benny and the Jets, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Four checking effect here for the Jets. Oh, the Big M lays the big hit on Sarge into the boards as Figaro the Flyer takes a puck up ice. Two on one opportunity here for the Jets. Flying all the way up ice. Look at this little mouse go. Oh, dumps the puck off for Benny the Bullet. One timer. He shoots and scores. <laughs> place for the Jets like that it's right there <laughs> absolutely it's right there 
We gotta have something like upbeat, so I'd say anything by Dead Mouse, maybe. Just go with the theme of Mouse. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to Dead Mouse, so. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, you're off the hook. <laughs> well, one more question. Do you think uh, Benny should have gotten the last shot, or does it make sense to have the big M do it? I think it. I think it makes sense to have the big M do it. I know it's. It's sort of. I feel like it, it's sort of a. What's the word? Um. Oh. Like obvious thing that oh you get this the you know the person that they need for the team to help them and oh that he's the one that ultimately makes that goal. Um, but I I mean I think it works because you know he was you know he left because he didn't like you know sort of how things were and whatever and he you know he wanted to just you know go off on his own and and do his own thing and. So then the fact that he comes back and then he's able to, you know, score the winning goal, I think is, you know, I, I think definitely works. Um, it would have been cool to, you know, see Benny do that, but but I definitely think it works to have the Big M do it. Yeah, the Big M is definitely, uh, he's got to definitely be a callback to Bobby Orr or Gordy Howe, the, back in the Iron Leagues, man, they played without helmets and all that stuff. Yep. For sure. It was more of a manlier sport than it is now. Yeah. All their protective stuff. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> like it's essentially like the, the old Iron Leagues uh, like that that's portrayed in the movie Slapshot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The big M is essentially Paul Newman. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, yes. <laughs> Uh, as Reg, I was trying to think of his name for it. Yeah, Reg. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, it was. Yeah, definitely. You know, yeah, they weren't playing with you know, the helmets or any real form of protection. It was just your sweater and whatever, and you know, you're off, right? So. Hey, look! He called it a sweater. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to find a big M sweater. <laughs> that would be funny. Just to see who gets it. And I walk around, but like we're to a hockey game, see who gets it. Yeah. I I feel like there there would be the, those few people, but then there would be most of them that would be like, what? You know, wouldn't wouldn't know what that is, and you'd have to explain it. But <laughs> it I would, feel like I'd have to go to a game in Canada. For anybody to get it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it had to be somebody about in their 30s or 40s. Like, yeah. they would get it. Yeah, for sure. Oh, hey, the the Jets, eh? <laughs> Is that the Big M sweater? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or I could get like a little red stocking cap. I could cosplay as Peppy. Peppy. <laughs> That'd be funny. 
I wish I could burn off calories like he does when he goes for a run. He just goes for well, one run and no. <laughs> this will be gone in no time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Moza, final thoughts on Tales of the Mouse Hockey League. I I really enjoyed this one. Um, it, it it was really cute and a lot of fun and definitely funny. Um, especially you know someone who you know follows hockey and and knows it. So I get I got you know a lot more, um, quite a lot out of it on that in that sense. But um, but yeah, it was it was really a lot of fun and. And uh, I, I really enjoyed it. And, yeah, I got I got no no critiques, no anything. It was just a lot of fun, and definitely gave um definitely gave that that nostalgia feel of you know your Saturday morning cartoons or you know even just cartoons as a kid. And, you know, it, it almost you know made me want to like grab a bowl of cereal and have cereal and watch it. <laughs> It very much had that, which, you know, was funny because, you know, I obviously I didn't, you know, grow up with it or anything like that. So it's just, but yeah, it it had that, that, you know, uh, cartoon from a simpler time feel. And it's just, that was really cool. So yeah, um, I, I really enjoyed it and I had a lot of fun with it. I'm glad you did, and I'm glad we could find a way to bring sports into our uh, into our podcast besides talking about Quidditch. <laughs> probably the first nerd chat podcast ever to talk about sports. Yeah, probably. I'm glad you joined it. It, I, it was a wonderful trip down memory lane. I don't think I could get any more obscure than this when mm. it comes to... Uh, Nostalgic stuff. I guess it's pretty obscure. Yeah. I'm just happy it was on YouTube though for for anything because this is not found anywhere. Yeah. And I I was I was kind of worried that I wouldn't be able to find it anywhere just because it was something that um is it was sort of a you know older cartoon or whatever and but yeah I thankfully I found it you know pretty easily so that was nice. Did you watch it with Danish subtitles too? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah so we we watched the same copy. Yeah. Well, that was the only one that was there, other than um like a minute long clips from it. That's all yeah. I kept seeing. Like there was other ones that was like a minute long or whatever. I'm like, this isn't right. So yeah, we. <laughs> that's funny. We both watched the same one. Most of us having to watch it in 24 one minute one minute clips. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> out of out of order. <laughs> Wait a minute, I thought the fat mouse was going for a run. No, what the what the heck is this? Why are they in a why are they in a, a junkyard all of a sudden? <laughs> okay, I so I was thinking of this today. So when so Benny runs into the big M at the mm-hmm. junkyard 
and he says that the big M says he can watch all the games over the guard shack's uh, shoulder. And mm-hmm. So is mouse hockey like televised and humans are watching it? <laughs> and, and of course the whole time I'm just laughing my head because uh, last year in Comedia 2021 uh, we came up with cat hockey in a sketch and we, we almost brought it back this year um, we were going to write a sketch of me and my buddy Tim were cat hockey commentators yeah <laughs> So I must have subliminally started thinking of this when cat hockey got brought up when we originally wrote those sketches back in like 2020. <laughs> cat hockey might come back in comedia 2023. I'm not sure yet. But too soon to tell. <laughs> uh, so this one comes highly, highly recommended and Surprisingly, it's easy to find. <laughs> mm-hmm. And by easy to find, I mean YouTube, if you don't mind Danish subtitles. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think that's going to do it for another episode of uh, Nostalgia Wars. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was always fun to to um, chat all things nostalgic. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so most work in the listeners keep up with you if they choose to. Oh, they can keep up with me on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, my both uh, social media handles are the same. It's at Miss Melissa N twenty five. It's all lowercase, nothing fancy. It's really easy to type in search and find me um i also have a uh, an art page on instagram and it's called scribbles of a wannabe drawer and again it's all lowercase nothing fancy um you can find all the quirky and fun art i do on there if you so choose and where can they find you jared you can find me on twitter and instagram at qca underscore mista m-i-s-t-a underscore j that's where you find pictures of my three-year-long playoff beard that I started three years ago and pictures of my cute little kitty cats that run away scared and I get pissed off at my phone when we give up a goal. <laughs> so that's where you can find me. Um, as a podcast as a whole, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Podcast. And don't forget to send us an email at Podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to keep listening to us as a podcast, uh, you can find us on our home at Podbean, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and also iHeartRadio. And on any one of those platforms that you wish to listen on, um, leave us a rating and review. We really appreciate it, and it helps us be a little bit more noticed within the podcast community. Be sure to stay tuned to your podcast feeds, because... This being the month of May, we're doing our annual Mental Health Awareness Month episode where we'll be talking about our top five favorite eternal optimists on the big and small screen. You're not going to miss this one because I think this is going to be fun. 
any chance Wilson and I did have to do a top five list where we, I'm almost certain we're going to have different answers is always a treat. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm, I'm actually really excited for that. I'm, um, I'm optimistic about it. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> well, the world is scary. If you're a hockey fan right now, Probably super stressful. <laughs> so say so say a say a prayer to people like me and Melissa who are it's like that Matthew McConaughey gif where he's smoking and looking really intense. <laughs> That's what it's like for sixty minutes every other day at this time of year. <laughs> you just sit there glued to your phone or to your TV just watching on the edge of your seat. Look like you haven't slept in days. Like circles under your eyes. That's what it's like every day. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And any hooters apart from that. <laughs> the world may be stressful for us hockey fans right now, but the world is scary in general. And the best way we're going to get through this is to uh, be excellent to each other. And nerd on, dudes. Thoughts and opinions expressed by your ambassadors and their guests are theirs and theirs alone. And do not represent the companies they happen to work for. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, guys.